Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Thanks for listening to Fed Heads. It's episode 12. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. And uh, there's just, there's a lot going on. It's a very busy time in government with the President's Management Agenda out. And there are any number of other guiding documents and things that people are focusing on as a way to drive performance and efficiency in government. My heart skipped a beat. Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about something else, controversy. No. But that's not what we're about. That's not what we do. We're, we're sort of underneath all of that churn. Arcana. Arcana, that's right. That's what we're all about. Mm-hmm. Just this week... GAO released its annual report on overlap and duplication. Yes. Uh, The Council on Inspectors General testified before Congress on the major management challenges impacting federal government operations and what they recommend doing to fix it. And zero people will be surprised to know that there were common themes among both of those. That's right. um, There were seven issues they raised. Mm -hmm. IT security and management. Huh. Hmm. I had no idea. Performance management and accountability, not where it should be in government. Huh. Human capital management. No. Breaking news. Financial management, procurement, real property management, and grants management. That's pretty much everything, I think. That is, but look, they, they the council got together, compared notes, submitted to Congress a list. These are the most common challenge recommending if you were going to focus your energies on fisk- fixing some of it, mm-hmm. these are the seven areas you ought to do. Yep. But then OMB, the director released a memo on strategic reviews. And you'll remember the Obama administration set up this process whereby senior leadership at agencies met regularly with stakeholders, including OMB, talk about what their major challenges are, what they were doing to fix it, produce quantitatively reports on how they were, how they were doing. Um, so the Trump administration has sustained that practice and is integrating into it a lot of their priorities. But I think that's a really good sign that despite a lot of the chaos going on above the fold, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff progressing, surprisingly, on the management side that we should be really proud of. I think a lot of people are surprised by the fact that kind of the business of government continues. And there's a perception, I think, outside the Beltway from people that I talk to as, you know, media interviews and stuff like that, that because of all the chaos, nothing's happening. Nobody at any agency is doing anything, and there's just complete paralysis. And that's why I think the point that you're making is useful to note. The business of government goes on, and even um, people who are working in the Trump administration are driving that. There's an agenda, and there are things happening. I think that doesn't fit with the perception of what folks think. But it's actually an environment in which we might be able to get more done than we otherwise would have. Mm. We're in an era where anything's possible. And disruption means you can fix a lot of things that otherwise you might not have been able to do. Human capital is a perfect example. Um, This is a time where we might actually be able to change some policies that have gotten in the way of our ability to recruit and retain people. I think there's, whether it be universal agreement, at least among management, that that's an area that's badly in need of reform. What are the steps 
now that we have these guiding documents, I'll take those as step one. What are steps two, three, and four to achieve that vision? I think agencies need to assign leadership, set targets for improvement, lay out the steps they'll take, and meet regularly to say, is what we're doing actually moving the dial on some of these problems? Or do we need to pivot to something else to fix the issue? I think the President's Management Agenda lays out those goals. The cross-agency goals assigns leadership to the most important areas. These strategic reviews are a very good way to regularly assess progress and pivot should we not be making sufficient progress. No, I think I mentioned this the last time you and I talked about the PMA, but to that end, the most valuable piece, I think, of the entire document is the naming of the people who own each of the goals. This is the person who's responsible, or th these are the people who are responsible for driving this success. I think that's the most critical issue because anytime my name's next to something, I want to make sure it happens to the best of my ability. Well, that's why you're here. Well, I don't know it's about that, but. Fed heads again. <laughs> the, uh, you're right, though. Um, once you assign someone responsible for doing responsibility for doing something, um, they're going to be more likely than not to take responsibility for it, drive improvement, um, and this transparency, actually publishing who it is, where they work, um, and being really clear how you're going to hold them accountable, I think that does drive improvement. That's not new, that concept. We saw that uh, with a lot of the entries on performance.gov have had people's faces and names and um, contact info up there for a while now. What have we seen, in your view, as far as actual improvement? I mean, there's progress to be talked about in some places, right? There is progress to be talked about, and the transparency of information is much better than it used to be. Improper payments are being measured and, and reduced better than they ever have. There's There are a lot of areas where um, improvement is evident. But you're talking about long-standing challenges. Mm -hmm. It took us a long time to get where we are, so it'll take a little bit of time to get out of, to fix some of these major problems. That's why I think it's so great that this concept of strategic reviews has been sustained across two administrations. Generally, transitions mean you lose a lot of the progress you made. While that's probably true here, there's generally some practices that sustain and cross administrations. This is one of those that I think we really should celebrate. Even the structures inside the PMA are holdovers from the Obama administration, and there were references in the OMB reorg memo back to work you did in, uh, in the Bush administration. Yep, that's right. Perhaps that means we should have seen more substantial improvement. Uh, but again, I think we're in a period where so much disruption is going on, we'll be able to get a lot done we wouldn't have otherwise been able to get done. What, what are the areas where you think that the most potential exists for that? Well, uh, agency reform. The executive order the President issued last year set the stage for a reduction in overlap and duplication that GAO complains about. Hundreds of millions have been saved as a result of their recommendations. I suspect you'll see that increase as a result of the agency reform efforts. Um, 
customer experience is an area which will drive process improvements across government. I think the American customer of federal services will see improvement. Now, will it meet their expectations of private sector customer service? I don't know, but I do think you'll see satisfaction in agencies improve measurably in the not too distant future. What I think is interesting about the customer experience discussion is we talk a lot about um, people have expectations because of their interactions with Amazon and we, we think about these big Leviathan organizations that compare size-wise at least on some scale to the federal government. I'm more interested in the person-to-person -person type experiences like the one I had with a company that I buy stuff from recently that's very small. I have no idea how many employees there are, but uh, it's not um, major production at all, I'm sure. And I had an issue with an order that I placed, and it was like my 14th order or something with the company. So I'd done a lot of business with them. And the person that responded to me was, the first it was a customer service person, and then the second contact that I got was like the vice president of the company or something like that. It, and like I said, not a big organization, so it's not unre unreasonable that it would have gone up maybe one or two levels and then gets to that person's desk or attention. But that happens a lot more in the economy in which we live today, I think, than people think about or talk about, where someone at a very high level is paying personal attention to that customer and that I think influences what people expect out of government as much as I return something to Amazon and I had this customer experience and I expect the same thing with the federal government. The transformational thing that will happen in the government as a result of a greater focus on the customer experience is that organizational culture will be focused on who that customer is in transforming their experience. If that means senior leadership needs to do more interaction with the customer, uh, I expect to see that happen. Mm -hmm. Though you're talking about 300 million customers. So the resources that will be needed to talk about the, the customer interaction you described yeah. are very high. And we need to be really laser focused on doing this as efficiently as possible. Yeah. And um, w w whatever the interaction results from this, I do expect organization-wide, which means leadership-wide, focus on that customer. Yeah, I, don't, I wasn't telling that story so much to imply that I think somebody, that, you know, the, if I have a problem with my tax return that the commissioner of the IRS should contact me. What that says, though, and what I think it says to the average customer is somebody important paid attention to my problem. And if that somebody important is just, if all that means by somebody important is that that's someone who made it work or fixed whatever my issue was, that's what I'm getting at, which is not what the typical customer perception of what it's like to deal with government is right now. My daughter, Mimi, sent a letter to the Department of the Interior about elephant conservation and within a couple of weeks got a letter back acknowledging her correspondence and she was elated. The, the experience needs to be tailored to the expectation mm -hmm. of the customer. What's the best way to go about doing that? I think the first thing you need to do is identify who is the customer. Mm -hmm. 
you need to uh, assess, measure the extent to which they're satisfied with the experience they're getting. And then back out from that what you need to improve that experience. Their feedback is the very best device you can get on improving that experience. Employees on the front line are also a very good source of what can improve that customer experience. So they need to be engaged in whatever redesign needs to happen to improve that experience. All right. Um, as we wrap up, you mentioned three documents at the beginning of our conversation, very important ones, overlap duplication and fragmentation report from GAO, the uh, management challenges uh, new report from the Council of Inspectors General, and OMB's guidance on strategic reviews. So how will we know, how will we be able to tell at some point in the future, a year from now or two years from now or five years from now, that people paid attention to those and did something about those challenges that are listed in all of those to make things better? Luckily, we've got a source on which OMB has promised to report progress, Mm performance.gov. Failure will be if in a couple of years there's a bunch of narrative descriptions about the actions they took. Success will look like measurable improvements in the cross-agency goals that they have committed to improving. And because the administration laid out what success looks like, it should be pretty easy to have tangible results, either up or down, at some point when we look back historically, right? That's right. And quarter by quarter, you should be noting incremental progress. Robert Shea, it's delightful to be with you on FedHeads as always. We have now 12 episodes complete. Unbelievable. I'm just exhausted counting that high. Why don't you uh, go lay down and I'll get ready for episode 13. I'll see you next time. Next time. Thanks for listening to the FedHeads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store. <laughs>